everyone, welcome to the show. For the past four years, Experience Milwaukee has shared the behind-the-scenes stories of everything that makes Milwaukee amazing for listeners in more than 40 states and 30 countries. So much of what Adam and I do on this show is made possible by our sponsors, Few Spirits, Indeed Brewing, Cost Stereophones, Bitter Cube, Transfer Pizzeria Cafe, and the Big White Yeti Candle Company. We're grateful for their support and for you, our loyal listeners. And now, let's get on with the show, starting with opening music from Milwaukee's very own Black Belt Theater. My name is Amanda Huff, and I'm from the local band You Win. Uh, to me, Milwaukee is, I think it's complicated. I think there's a lot of beauty in this city, but it's still, uh, the infrastructure is still really, really fractured. But I think there's, there's a lot of potential in it. So I'm excited. Uh, I love the music. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Thank you. It when I so the way that I play the music at home here, it really feels like to. It's easy to uh, understand how when you are on the big stage at Summerfest, how booming everything is going to be. <laughs> yeah, William really does a great job of of considering that and playing everything through every speaker imaginable and <laughs> trying to hit, you know, all the highs, mids, lows. Yeah. The maniac with that is wonderful. So um, let's back up and let's pretend and, you know, that you're not world famous and, and uh, <laughs> that uh, we'll pretend like people don't know who you are. Let's just get this quickly, like the high level backstory about you and what you're doing to what you're doing today. And, you know, sort of how you got into music, and uh, and then we'll go from there. Okay. So we're going, like, back to the start-start here then, yeah. I some, <laughs> Sometimes going back to the start-start unveils some really interesting things. Hell yeah. Okay. Oh, wait. Shoot. Can I... I oh, yeah. I guess you can edit it out if I swear. <laughs> we, we don't give a shit if you swear. Don't worry about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get a lot of anxiety, and then it, the, the swears just, like, pour out. It's terrible but it's okay uh, don't worry about that yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay but anyhow going back to the start i think um i've always really had an affinity for music um i think i didn't really grow up in that like musical of an environment or household so it just kind of spawned on its own um i always tell the story but i i think that it is like really instrumental to understanding the way that I approach music is um, I remember being a really, really young child and um, hanging out at this cabin that my family had rented for like a family reunion thing. Um, And it was raining. So everybody was inside. And um, I remember sitting under a rocking chair and just like watching everybody kind of babble around me (laughs) and trying to mimic them um, and getting really excited um, 
maybe I didn't hit the nail on the head for any of them, but getting really excited when I realized that my voice could produce so many different sounds and tones. Um, and I think from there, once I realized that I could apply it in a musical context, I kind of took off from there. It was just like this incessant need to take in different sounds, try to mimic them and then try to synthesize them with everything else that, um, I knew how to do in like with whatever unique voice I was trying to put out. Sure. Um, yeah. I still think that that's, that's something that I've done throughout my trajectory is like bounce around to what interests me, um, try to mimic it. So I understand it and then, you know, throw that away in the garbage and <laughs> take the parts that I like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Rock on. That's what I think. That's a good lesson for all creatives who are trying to continuously revamp, reshape, re everything, their, their craft. I mean, there's so many, so many things like not even just listening to vocalists. I don't even really listen to too many vocalists, but just like the, the sounds of the birds or the car or the, the wet pavement, things like that, you know, can all be translated into, well, whatever your vocal sound. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that just makes the world so much more vibrant and interesting when everything suddenly becomes this artistic tool at your disposal. (laughs) That. I love the way you're looking at that. I think uh, <laughs> my uh, I've got a three year old and he sees everything as a drum right now. So <laughs> get ready for a lot yeah. of dents and things, right? <laughs> I know, I know. Damage. There's damage everywhere in this house. Um, <laughs> the funny thing is, so uh, I have to apologize for one thing. By default, my kids have to sort of hate everything I like. Mm-hmm. And I've been playing your music nonstop, and they just like, Dad, come on, play the play the neighborhood, play the and play Taylor Swift. And I'm like, this is you're like you're not getting this, but because it came from me, so I, apologies there. Oh, that's okay. Uh, you know, I don't expect everyone to um, fall in love with whatever I put out. Um, everybody's different. In fact, I think like there's probably some modicum of success by having you know certain ears not like it i'm yeah. going more for like the the cult success not the the big commercial uh there you go and that requires a long game they'll come back around <laughs> they will they will i i agree but uh shrapnel <laughs> that oh that song is just amazing so i just wanted to be able to tell you um myself that i love that song i've been playing that that's the song i've been playing nonstop, and uh sometimes at, at loud levels in the house, but, um, we were just, we took, our, we took my three-year-old for a walk and I was playing it on the walk too. And so he was okay with it, but, um, uh, he's a different audience than my older kids, but, um, what's, so what's, how, what inspires shapes besides, you know, how you were talking about this sort of the sounds in the world, what, it, what shapes the music as you create it? Um, so I think like if we're looking at Ewan specifically, I would say a lot of what we tackle is power dynamics um, in in every different iteration. Um, the album that we're working on creating right now is actually called The Tower. And so it's going to be all these different, I guess, just like um, musical vignettes about when these sorts of hierarchies start to topple and what's in, um, you know, 
that that process. So mm-hmm. like shrapnel is is somebody with a god complex, but it's from the um, perspective of the god, just sort of like laughing at <laughs> this this pitiful pitiful creature that's like clinging to shards of something bigger that they don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like. I, I'm really drawn to duality. So playing with something like power where there is like a clear um, structure is really exciting to me because then it gives me a, a, a space to um, both lyrically and vocally kind of go wild. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, if we're talking more like my own specific writing, probably still a lot of power dynamics. I think that's really <laughs> exciting. I like, I like writing about things that are like very human. Um, lots of like emotion and sensuality. Um, I think that there's a large space to talk about like trauma and um, just like the general human imprint on one another as we interact. Mm-hmm. That's something that's really exciting. When you, when you say all that, here's, here's where my weird brain goes. I'm wondering like, what do your days look like? It, you know, when are you musicking and when are you not musicking or is it always, always musicking or do you shut it off sometimes to sort of let it do its own thing and come back to you when it's ready? I'm a pretty obsessive human. I'm constantly thinking about music and tying in every, every experience that I can trying to like scoop it with my hand and pour it back into myself. Um, I wouldn't say that I'm always sitting down and creating something tactile, but I'm always like logging those things in my brain. Mm -hmm. Um, One of my day jobs is uh, during the week I do cleaning. I clean like apartment units and bars and stuff like that. So it's a lot of time to just be like studying music and moving around these big empty spaces and thinking about like uh, how how sound translates. Um, I'm a huge fan of film scores. So especially with the, the headphones on, you're constantly always like thinking about how music and sound translates to just like the, the poetry of the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I always sound like a, a real weirdo when I say <laughs> this, but I, I, I uh, have audio tactile synesthesia. So it's kind of hard to like not constantly be thinking of sound because even, you know, if it's not like a, like a constructed musical piece, if I'm dragging my fingers across the table, that's eliciting sounds and compositions. It's like, it's just like poured into every, every fabric. <laughs> I don't know. What? So what happens if, if like an inspiration or, a, or something emerges, do you like write it on your arm or something? Like how do you, how do you capture the, that sort of moment? So I have this, um, this game that I play. Um, it's, it's not a very creative name. I just call it wind tunnel, but I, I uh, will pause and I'll imagine for a second that there's like this box around my head. Um, that's just blasting wind at my face. And, um, I I just remember all the the pressure points in my cheeks. Sometimes I'll stop and I'll stand there and I'll just like tap my fingers <laughs> on my cheeks mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, 
store that sound or that like little composition uh, in my face for later. So I just have to like bring the wind tunnel back up when I'm sitting down in front of the piano. Um, I <laughs> bonkers, but yeah. Um, generally I'll just like trap a composition within like this imaginary <laughs> wind tunnel and bring it back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> that's, that's incredible. I, I literally, if I don't, so I wake up in the middle of the night sometimes and I have an idea. I just, I just naturally can't sleep. So I wake up probably every hour to hour and a half. And sometimes I'll have what I think is a really good idea. And if I don't, if I and I think I'm remembering it, right? I think I am committing it to memory. Right. But if I do not text myself, it's gone. <laughs> gone. Oh. So I can't wind tunnel it back ever. I've tried. It does not work <laughs> for me. So I really am envious of how you how you can do that and capture that creativity and, and just sort of almost control it when you know, you're ready to uh, then explore it. So that's cool. Yeah, I think... I mean, I've definitely got a very overactive imagination and a very good memory. So I think like those, those two things work to my advantage there. They're yeah. not great when I'm supposed to be like paying attention <laughs> to other things, but, um, yeah, fuck that shit. Creatively. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so let's get into Summerfest a little bit. You've got a show there this year coming up yeah, soon. It's yeah. coming up soon. I know. July 8th. Five thirty, Johnson Controls stage. You got it. Uh, (laughs) What what has what has been what does Summerfest mean to you overall? Like even back, like history or just current, future, whatever. It's always kind of been like, um, this felt like the the big big gig. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Just like even locally, I remember. My first Summerfest experience, um, well, I guess, yeah, is before I was even living here. I went and I saw Peter Gabriel um, at the amphitheater, and that was, like, so incredible. I still think about that um, to this day. And I, I, I didn't grow up living in Milwaukee, so I wasn't, like super hip on that. I'd never been to, um, any big, big festivals, things like this before, certainly not one that locals could play on. So, um, when I finally was asked to be a part of it, it was like, (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't even for my stuff. I was just doing backup vocals for Abby Jean, um, (laughs) and kind of getting that whirlwind experience of like, Oh, you're getting shuttled in here. You have this, this like room that you sit in, while waiting and the stage is so big and so many people, it was like, it just feels surreal. I mean, I've done some cool shows, but there's nothing quite like the chaos (laughs) that is Summerfest. Just so many different people coming for so many different sounds um, really makes for an exciting audience. I think. Yeah, for sure. I agree with all of that, except for, um, all the cool parts about being in a band and playing at Summerfest. So <laughs> I can relate to all everything except that. Um, but yeah, I love that you can, as, uh, you know, sort of a fan of these bands that come through and, or, you know, bands you stumble across while you're walking around Summerfest and you can take in the music 
you know, for sure. And you can watch the band or you can watch the lake or you can watch the cityscape. And it's just, uh, it's such an incredible experience. And, um, I think, you know, people always, what I love is, and I didn't know if you were going to go, go this way. You know, there's, <laughs> there's like, uh, when I talk to people at Summerfest, they're like, oh, I love, I've seen, I've seen, you know, this, this, this artist and, and whatever. And then when you really dig, you kind of find out they're like Summerfest secrets, you know, like, <laughs> you know, things, 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 maybe Summerfest doesn't want people to talk about about Summerfest, <laughs> but you know, the locals know that the insiders know that they go on, but, uh, wait, what are some of the secrets now? I want to know. I gotta hit this up this year. <laughs> <laughs> we, it's like uh you know he's sneaking alcohol in or oh okay you know, yeah, stuff yeah. like that or like um i've heard secrets of where people have fallen asleep at Summerfest, you know and then they wake up an hour later and like a little bit a little bit less drunk than they were you know <laughs> things like that or just you know gorging on food that's not good for you and oh yeah you know, yeah yeah hell all yeah the things that's- that make Summerfest great that's probably my favorite part right yeah. there is the, <laughs> the greasy here. pizza or something oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so um, outside of music, you mentioned a little bit. What else? What else? Where do you roam? You don't have to give specific spots, but like how do you enjoy the city outside of the music? Um, so uh, actually, when I first moved to Milwaukee, I moved here uh, to go to Maya for art school. So a lot of my background and a lot of my initial network um, and friends and stuff like that were ones that I made in the fine art scene. Um, I think that I still definitely spend a lot of time thinking about just like physical art and making art um, and kind of like rebridging gaps with people that I went to school with that now it's like, Oh, I need a graphic designer or, you know, I love their art style and I want to be able to use that for my music stuff. So, um, a lot of what I still do is, uh, within that realm, I really love painting and drawing and sculpture and all that, all that jazz. Um, I think on a more like, personal me level, like what I do when I don't have to work and need to like not be making music, uh, physically. I really like painting miniatures, um, for like, like D and D Warhammer type figuring things. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like hanging out at the arcade. I like playing video games. <laughs> um, yeah. Adam would be geeking out right now. Yeah. yeah if he was here. Um, I do have a question and I don't, if you can totally pass on this one, okay. but, but I'm only asking you because of sort of how you've told the story so far. And, and it's this, and, and cause I see this in, in, so I've got a couple of teenagers and I see this in, in some, some in them and some in their friends, but how do you, what advice would you give sort of a 13 or 14 year old who, you know, maybe has the, the early creativity, they're in the early stages of the creativity that you've described for yourself and, and maybe, you know, they're struggling because they, 
see they think differently, they see differently, they hear differently than sort of the status quo of the students in their school. Would you have something something or some some kind of <laughs> words of wisdom because I think that's really important for those, you know, those the, the youngsters out there who are um you know, in, like I said, in the early stages of creativity and trying to figure out where they can take that. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I definitely like struggled to make sense of some of my quirks at that age. And so I think like empowering people that are going through that right now is really important to me. And I would say the biggest thing is like, hang on to those quirks. Don't let anybody water that down. Um, because later on that's like exactly what's going to make you powerful and unique and, um, interesting. Yeah. I think of like, uh, a lot of the weird games that I would play as a kid that maybe I was then teased for, or, um, just interests that I felt like I couldn't connect with anybody on um, or was like embarrassed to share with others um, at that time because I didn't want to be made fun of. Um, And then once I got to college and was just like, well, fuck it, I'm doing me. (laughs) um, People were super receptive, um, like super receptive. And that kind of like switched gears for me. Um, I think ultimately people respect conviction. And so if you're going to like this weird thing or you're going to want to explore these weird interests, like just fucking say it and do it. Yeah. Like, that's cool. That's so cool. <laughs> oh, um, I have goosebumps. <laughs> I think we get caught up in chasing trends and it's like somebody has to fucking set them. So yeah, like, right. you can do that. Yeah. You can definitely do that. Okay, now that is probably going to be the thing that my kids go, oh, wait, wait, who is this person? <laughs> oh, dad, you actually know cool stuff? <laughs> so thank uh-huh. you, thank you. <laughs> I see why you do these podcasts. Yeah, there you go. All right, so uh, if people are trying uh, to connect, follow, besides... They better get their asses over to the Johnson Control stage on July 8th at 5.30 where I will be camped out watching the show, um, waving at you like all giddy-like uh, with Adam. Yeah. Um, pointing at our, you know, Experience Milwaukee t-shirts. Um, but it, So if people want to do that stuff with us uh, or, or just in general follow the music and follow you on what you're doing, where are some of the best places? I would say the best places right now would be um, Spotify is cool. We're on there. Um, we do have a band camp. Um, so if you camp out till whenever the free Friday is for us, that's like, that's ideal. Awesome. Um, I'm currently working on revamping our website, but it is still up and running. And that's another great um, avenue. It's just official Um and we're trying to get our Instagram back up and, you know, really, really slapping. So, there you um, go. yeah, yeah. If you just search you win or you win band, officially you win band, they won't let us put exclamation points everywhere. Even I know. Though it's super important. But, I know. you know, <laughs> such is the Internet. 
<laughs> I I put it in the uh, description for the uh, Zencaster, and then when it made the link, it took them out. Yeah. Like everyone hates exclamation points. I don't get it. So, <laughs> well, I tell you what, we are um, we are going to when we drop the episode. We are also going to do a pit pass and ticket giveaway for the headliner, uh, uh, one of the headliners that night at Summerfest. So we'll come up with a creative way to give those away and we'll let you know and we'll figure out how we give some of your fans some pit passes and some tickets. Hell to yeah. Summerfest. So, um, and, and then I just want to say thank you. This, uh, this was way beyond what I thought it was going to be. And I'm so glad we dug into some of the creative things uh-huh. and, and, and I <laughs> so appreciate it and so grateful. So thank you for coming on. Oh, you're wonderful. It's, it's super easy to talk to you. I think you make me feel very like comfortable and excited and um, I'm just like proud. So uh, I look forward to seeing you uh, waving, on July. Waving. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Blue, yeah. I'll oh, balloons in my hand. Uh, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Amanda. Don't turn away.